Hello and welcome to the Growing in Motherhood podcast. Hi, I'm Joya Gross. I am the second to youngest cousin of the four of us. And today I get to bring to you guys a topic I am so passionate about. That is early language development. My background is in speech pathology. Um, I'm not a practicing clinician, but I would love to share with you the wealth of knowledge that has helped me so far um, with my children. Here is a disclaimer. This is a lot of information. However, this is useful information. Mama, you may want to tune in and listen to this more than once. So let's dig in. As a mom, we all want the best for our children. And that can look like opportunities or even just quality of life. And if you're like me, this can cause you great worry. <laughs> Um, whether or not you've done enough or that you've done everything that you should. And when you have a baby, they throw the whole book at you. They're like, okay, this baby needs to learn gross motor skills, fine motor skills, cognitive skills, social, and language. So shout out to the moms out there who, you know, have these feelings of maybe worry, you know, like this is totally normal and hopefully... After listening to this episode, you can feel more prepared and understand what is actually considered normal development. So let's start there. From birth, we all learn language in the same way, through the same steps and learning the same rules that are specific to our native language. So let's look at the developmental milestones. From about birth to age one, one and a half, this is considered the prelinguistic phase. Around three months, your child should begin cooing, um, making gargling sounds, uh, laughing even, and maybe even growling. My son used to growl. <laughs> um, around four to six months, your child should begin babbling. And this is using consonant vowel syllables. So ba, ka, da, those are consonant vowel syllables. Now from there, they're going to move into what is called reduplicated syllables. So, and this is around six to eight months. So it would be baba for bottle, dada. Till about a year of life, these are common sounds to hear from your infant. And then around about a year, year and a half, they move from the pre-linguistic stage of life to the linguistic stage. And in this linguistic stage, they begin to use more complex sound variations. So consonant, vowel, consonant words, for example, cat, cat, or dog. Um, and a fun fact, one-year-olds often leave out the final consonants in their words. And so if you're trying to figure out what your child is saying, Hmm, try playing a little guessing game and filling in the last consonant using some context around the house if they're pointing or looking at something. And sometimes you could figure it out. Now, around two years old is when babies or toddlers now <laughs> will begin to use two word sentences. And at this point, they are monitored based off their level of intelligibility. Now that's just a fancy way for saying how clear they sound to you as far as consonants go. And at age two, your child should be 20 to 50% intelligible to a non-caregiver. 
someone who is not constantly in the same environment, hearing them and learning through repetition. Um, by age three, um, the intelligibility should be from around 75 to 80%. And this is actually where your child will begin to use more consonants clearly. Um, and the clarity of consonants is what you're looking for. Age two is also a marker because around age two and a half, if your child is not exhibiting some of these typical um, developmental milestones, then it begins to be a concern for a pediatrician because once expressive language is used, it's easy to begin to tell the differences between peers of normal development. Here's an interesting fact. Even babies who are hard of hearing coo and make those early vocalizations. They just don't hear them. So this can tend to prolong the detection of language difficulties if a child is hard of hearing. And this is also a reason why pediatricians and speech pathologists will urge parents to never skip a hearing exam. Not the first one, none of them, especially in the early years. Um, this can often be the reason why parents find out about a deficit or disorder late um, because once you hit age two, once your child hits age two, they begin to use their expressive language so much more and then it's easier to see the differences. Now, I strongly urge you moms to not make any harsh comparisons between even two of your children or between your child and another child. Because even when we refer to normal, um, normal development, and you can't see my air quotes, but it is a range that is considered normal. You can be on, you know, either end of that spectrum. And I also will be having available for you guys some charts and other resources that will give you the information you need to determine whether or not your child is falling into that range of normal. Um, so look out for that on Instagram. There will be a post um, that will give you some more resources. Now we can talk about the content you are really here for, Mama. You are here to know what do I even look out for? How do I know if my child has a delay or is just maybe a late bloomer? So I will give you a timeline. These are signs of delay, potential delay. And when we talk about language, we have to speak on receptive what a child can perceive, hear, understand, and what they can produce. And that's called expressive language. So first, we're gonna talk about signs of delay in receptive language. So these are things to look out for, Mama. If by 12 months of age, your child does not recognize their name, does not point to an object for you to look at, or engage in joint attention, which means both of you guys looking at the same object, referencing it together, um, then that's a concern. Um, if at 18 months, your child doesn't follow simple one or two step directions, if at 24 months, your child doesn't like point to body parts when you label them, 
Um, like, okay, Tommy, look at your nose, touch your nose or touch your ear. Okay. If by 30 months, your child isn't responding by nodding and using verbal language, answering when asked questions, again, this is a sign that maybe there could be something else going on. For expressive language, if by 12 months, your child isn't using one or two words, if by 15 months, your child is not using the word up, for, you know, asking, hey, mommy, can you pick me up? Um, that could be potential delay for 18 months if your child is not using mama or dada. If by 24 months, if your child is not using around 25 words, and of course, not all in one day or in one moment, but they, you know, should have that in their lexicon, in their vocabulary. If at 30 months, your child is not using two-word sentences such as mama up, mama help, then please consult your pediatrician. If by 36 months, your child isn't using 200 or more words, then consult your pediatrician. Now, prior to a year of age, there are some indicators to look out for. For example, um, your infant there should, after around like four months, there should be eye contact, there should be smiling, and your child should be engaging in nonverbal communication. Um, if that is not happening, again, prior to a year old, speak with your pediatrician. So next we're going to go to the developmental milestones or stages for grammar in, the, in language. So... Between, we already know that around 24 months, your child should be combining two words to make a phrase. Um, that car, mommy up, more juice. Now, between 28 to 36 months, this is when your child should be using and mastering um, the progressive ing. So, like, I'm going or falling. Um, they should also be using in and on um, spatial terms, in and on, under. Um, also, at stage two, they'll begin to use plural S. Cars, my cars. Stage three, this is age 36 months to 42 months. And you can calculate that into years. <laughs> but so... Around this time, your child will begin to use the irregular past tense. For example, fell. They might say, me fell down. Or, you sat on. They'll also use the S, the possessive S. Doggies, dogs, or sisters, right? Um, so, around... 40 months to 46 months, they'll start using articles like a, a book, or the, the book. They'll also use past tense ed, she jumped, she laughed. Um, around 42 months to 52 and up, at that point your child 
she'd be using the third person irregular. So she has, he does, they are swimming, is she going? And the what I'm referring to is called Brown's Stages of Grammatical Structures. You can look that up and I'll also have that available on the Instagram post. Now these are the grammatical markers. Another indicator for normal developing language and speech is how well your child can say a speech sound. The speech sounds for the ages, the age ranges that they're supposed to be learning and mastering them. So for example, and I'll, again, I'll have the chart available. For example, between the ages one and three, your child is going to be acquiring and mastering by three the letter sounds that I'm going to say. So P, P, M, me, hat, N as in now, W as in why, B as in baby. Those are the sounds your child will be mastering by around age three. Now, between ages two and four, your child will be acquiring and mastering these sounds. K as in kind, G as in gone, D as in dog, those ones. Now, I will have this chart available. It, it, as the sounds progress in difficulty, um, the age will go up and up. So I will have this chart available to you. It goes all the way up to age eight. Now, because your child isn't using these letter sounds perfectly does not mean that they are having a delay or deficit. Um, as we learn language, we go through something called the phonological processes. These are the patterns that we go through and acquire and learn as we learn language, specifically the English language. So if your child is saying these things, saying these words in these ways, more than likely these are considered normal in the phonological processes. So for example, instead of saying dog, if your child says gog, that's where they take the ending sound and they put it at the beginning of the word. So instead, again, instead of dog, they'll say, look at the gog, gog, not dog, but gog. Um, another one is nasal assimilation. And so that is, instead of saying funny, they'll say money. Instead of saying bunny, they'll say nunny, nunny, instead of bunny. That's normal. Um, another one is instead of saying car, they'll say tar. Instead of saying the sound in the back of their throat where it belongs, k, k comes from the back of your throat. If they're using the front of their mouth instead of using the back, they haven't learned how to do that yet. This is normal. Again, the example being, instead of car, they'll say tar. Or instead of gate, they'll say date. These are normal um, assimilations, normal attempts to say these words. So another one is called stopping. 
And this is where basically airflow was not being allowed for the beginning consonant. So instead of fun for this fricative sound, the sound F, f, instead of fun, they'll say pun. They're stopping the airflow, closing their lips, and it's sounding like pun instead of fun. Or instead of C, they'll say T. Mommy T? Okay, this is normal. And around age three, this will be eliminated. Actually, around age three, most of these phonological processes should be eliminated. Um, Another example um, for the fricative would be instead of zoo, they'll cut off that airflow and say do. Mommy, yes, let's go to the do. Okay, so that's an example of stopping. Um, And there's a whole list of them. There's cluster reduction. And most of these happen because your child is learning to kind of economize the use of language. So they may try to take shortcuts to make it a little easier and a little quicker um, in real time. And so these processes come out. So cluster reduction, that's when... Your child means stop, but again, trying to economize, you know, their time and their use, their effort um, to approximate this sound, they're cutting off the S and saying top for stop. Um, Okay, so those are just a few of the phonological processes that are normal patterns Um, to use in language, specifically the English language that children use to make it easier for them. And you can find this information on the ASHA website, A-S-H-A. This is the American Speech Language Hearing Association, and they have numerous um, resources for parents. Um, Okay, so now... I know you're thinking, you've told me what normal development is. You've told me signs of delay, what to look out for. What can I do? Here are some action steps, some action takeaways, mamas, that you can use today to help build a strong, solid foundation of language for your child. So here are a few techniques that speech language pathologists use in therapy for children to help them access their expressive language and improve it. The first technique is called expansion. This is when you expound on what the child is saying. So if your child is saying mommy, you can say mommy up or mommy sitting, or you can say mommy's in the car. Where's mommy's car? Just elongating, elongating what your child said. So the next one would be modeling. Providing a good model for your child to follow. So for example, if your child says, baby hurt, you say, oh, baby's hurt, put a Band-Aid on it. That gives them um, another phrase that they can associate with Ouch, baby hurt. Um, Another technique is called parallel talk. 
And this is when you would comment on an action of yourself or, or of one of your child. Um, and when you do this, you're trying to encourage your child to use what you've said in their own language. So for example, if your child is picking up a toy, picking up a doll, you could say, oh, you picked up the doll. Oh, you're hugging the doll. Oh, the doll is happy. Um, so that's another example. Another technique is called imitation. So that is having your child imitate the words after you. And once you get your child to imitate them, that then gives them the confidence to then use it on their own. And that's what we're looking for. Spontaneous use of the language. Um, so that's imitation. The next one is association. So it's when a child comes across a new experience or word, you can add additional vocab to that. So for example, if your child says car, you can say, it is a car and it has wheels. <gasps> That's daddy's car. You're using that association, car, wheels, daddy's car. All of these things can tie into association. Now, the last one we're going to touch on is repetition. Repeating the same words over and over again in front of your child. If it's a child, if it's, pardon me, if it's a word that you're trying to get your child to use, you use the best model that you can. For example, if you want your child to say, mommy, I need help. If you're in a moment and you're frustrated and you need help, stop and say, hmm, I need help. Them seeing and hearing you use that will give them the context and confidence to then use that on their own. So again, mamas, here are just a few techniques and tips to help accelerate or even just give your child a good foundation for language. Um, another tip, let's see. When I was trying to build my infant's language, um, now he's a toddler, but I would always have him fill in the blank. Do not underestimate <laughs> these fill in the blanks. For example, and, and I still use it with my three-year-old today. I'll go, okay, guys, after lunch, it's time for, and they say nap. Because we've done that repetition so many times that now they know nap will come. And my 18-month-old will now say nap. Okay, guys, after lunch, then it's time for nap. Okay, guys, after dinner, then it's time for night-night. Um, letting them fill in the blanks. Um, or you can say, this is a, and stop right there. If you're pointing to an object, and let them say it. If you're pointing to a color, let them say it. Um, and slowly they will begin to finish to, to even start this the statement by them themselves um so that was yes fill in the blank another technique you can use is called labeling and we do this naturally but um taking kicking it up a few notches can definitely help for example in, in your child your children are hungry to learn they want to know what things are in their environment so you can say oh hey look at this spoon this is a spoon 
And then you use the fill in the blank from the previous one and do this is a and let them fill it in. You're labeling that item, that object. You want to label things in their environment. You want to label things in books. And that will help them acquire the vocabulary necessary to then interact with you and, and use that in conversation. Um, again, modeling phrases is essential, especially as the caregiver. You're the mom. You're the person that they've bonded with, you know, from in the womb. Um, and the last bit will be on your influence as a caregiver, as a mama. But uh, modeling proper language for them is also essential because they learn way more from watching and listening than they do from what you tell them. Of course, I know you've heard this a million times like I have, read, read, read. But it's not just reading to your child. You want to read, and like I've mentioned before, point to things, identify objects, ask questions, fill in the blanks. Allow your child to really experience the book, not just listen to it. Um, Another thing that is good for giving your child a foundation for language is using rhyming words, identifying words that rhyme in their daily life. Um, my three-year-old finds it so fun and now she'll come and do it to me, <laughs> which is really cute and funny. Um, and you want to introduce letter sounds as early as possible. I have chosen to do this with note cards with both of my children, like flashcards. Um, where I just have the letters A to Z and I'll hold it up and I'll say it. The first maybe five times you say it with them and then sooner or later they will begin to say it by themselves and they can identify the letters and the sound. Um, So far with this technique, my 18-month-old can identify his letter sounds and A to Z and my daughter who is three um, has begun to read. So um, I'm really proud of their hard work and it just takes maybe five minutes a day. And if you feel like your child may be delayed, maybe, you know, obviously read them, but maybe you can do it twice a day in the morning and in the evening. So um, those are my tips and tricks. I have games that I use products that I buy. Um, I love Melissa and Doug, their products. Um, They're sold at Target, but you can get them also online. These are great, just basic educational tools um, that your children will love. Also, an app that I used from birth till now, my daughter's three, was the Wonder Weeks app. This app will tell you the general development, uh, the general normal development Um, as well as tidbits for language. It's a simple tool to see where your child may be having some difficulty. So thank you for listening to this Growing in Motherhood podcast. Thank you for allowing me to share what I'm passionate about. Till the next episode, keep growing, mama.